0: What's up, Rudy fam? Hey. How back. y'all doing? We back in this thing. Y'all, we are gonna be honest, uh, it's, it's been a long week. Oh, it's been a week of a week. <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, we've just had so much going on, like, child. I don't even have... Where to start? How much time y'all got? <laughs> no, where to start. It has been such a busy week, but yeah, uh, no. we're excited to be here.
1: Yeah, we here. We're being obedient,
0: so God gonna have to do his thing. We better be obedient, you know? <laughs> um, well, welcome y'all to the Rooted Life Podcast, where we believe in worship and witness, because the more we know God, the better we reflect him. And y'all know we keep it real by sharing our personal stories and uh, practical ways that we can all strengthen our faith so Mo go ahead and kick us off with those glows and grows. Ooh, love it okay so my grow is I've been
1: y'all I've been on social media like it's my job it kind of is because we we're like it's my job but I just I get stuck on the explore page it'd be so many good so much good content on there hair videos dance videos <laughs> comedy all this mess so I think I just have spent Way too much time on social media, and I just hate when I get sucked into a hole of social media. And I'm in that pit. I'm like, how long have I? How long has it been a day? Twenty four hours? Day. Three days? Ugh, I just hate when I get sucked into that pit, and I've lost track of time. I just don't like that. So. I need to do better. My glow, it's not really my glow, obviously, it's God's glow, but he just really confirmed some things this week. I think through our talk with Ashley Winston and through uh, a message by my favorite preacher, Tore Roberts, he just confirmed some things that he told me, uh, Passion, January 2020, and he just kind of confirmed, like, yeah, we still in it. Like, I'm going to do it. So I'm just grateful for his faithfulness. For my glow is really his glow.
0: That's amazing. I love to hear that. God confirming things is, like, one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know. It just makes him so much more real it does. when you're able to see him moving. Um, My grow this week is just letting go of my perfectionist tendencies. Like, mm. I just... I like for things to be done right and in a certain yeah, way. And I, I like to appear a certain way. And um, a lot of times having that motive puts Dorian at the forefront. Mm-hmm. And when Dorian's the lead story, Jesus can't be. And Ooh. so... Um, Yeah, I just I got to do better about that. And um, my glow is really just coming out of us setting boundaries. I set some new boundaries for myself. And um, I took TV off the table Monday through Thursday. Wow! And it was really hard on Thursday because I was like, I just really want to get an episode of Living Single in and I didn't. Obsessed. Instead, I um, did something else. I don't even remember what I did, but I didn't watch TV. And um, I also got back to 6am workouts this week. And let me tell you, that 520 wake up. Uh-uh. First off, is no joke. But second <laughs> off, I get so much done in the day now because I'm getting started oh. so early. So it's just like, I look hmm. up and I'm like, oh, it's six o'clock. And like, I've completed all my tasks for the day. Now I can like, do some other things tonight. So yeah, it's hmm. been pretty cool.
1: That might be a word for me to start my day early. Cause your girl hits news to about eight. Come
0: on now. It, it, it gives you some more time. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Well, I love that you talked about boundaries as a perfect segue into us recapping our last episode. So last week y'all on the episode of boundaries, we just really debunked some misconceptions about boundaries, particularly that like these misconceptions that boundaries are unloving or that they limit our impact or they make us less accessible. Lies, just <laughs> lies. they're lies. Um, <laughs> And also, we gave y'all some biblical support because, y'all, Jesus had boundaries. And so, we also provided some practical tips for establishing boundaries. So, mm. I loved it. It was it was good.
0: It was a solid episode. And I think, honestly, a lot of the stuff about boundaries will help us with today's topic mm. of friendships with the opposite sex. Mm. So, look, when we get into this, y'all, it, it's it's not us telling y'all what y'all need to be doing with Mm-mm. your lives. This is simply us sharing from our perspective and our learnings from, I'll just be really (laughs) frank, all of the mistakes that I have made. Um, And it's a really tricky topic. So if you get convicted, that's between you and the Holy Spirit. It's not our fault. But I just want to make sure that y'all understand that this is just insight that we hope is helpful for y'all. So as we get into this topic, I think it's really important for us to talk about what we think the definition of being friends actually is. So we know a lot of people say that they're friends and this is actually some like romantic involvement Mm. type of situationship friends Uh -uh. with benefits, mutual feelings look Our definition of a friend is someone with whom you are in a platonic relationship. Say it again. A platonic relationship. And if you still (laughs) don't know what that means, it means there's no sexual or romantic desire or action involved. Okay. Now, this does not mean that you and your friend may not be attracted to each other or you don't find them attractive. And it doesn't even mean that you don't have a desire for something more. But if you're in a position where there are romantic feelings involved with your friend of the opposite sex, then let me tell you. From experience, it's not going to stay platonic much longer. Mm -mm. And because of that, a lot of times what happens when these romantic feelings get involved with our friendships, we end up taking a seat at the table of infatuation, but we forget to bring our friend wisdom along. Mm. So then we start moving based off our emotions and we forget to do a lot of things. But the main three things that we forget, we forget to Mm self-evaluate, we forget to communicate, and we forget to set boundaries. Whoa! yes, let me go ahead and dive into how we
1: just trip up on not self-evaluating. I think that honestly, in order to self-evaluate, you have to be self-aware. And I think we we all a lot of us struggle with this, not even in friendships, but also like in romantic relationships at work. I mean, I think that was one thing that shocked me when I became an adult. Mm. I just I kind of thought that adults had a better sense of how they're coming across. And I was when I got into work (laughs) at like 17, 18, I was like, oh, these adults don't know themselves. Clueless. So anyway, a lot of us aren't self-aware, but I think that we can get into the habit of becoming self-aware by learning to be real with ourselves. Like, Mm. we have to be honest with ourselves about our feelings, our motives, our thoughts, our fears. And we had a Tuesday talk last week that was bomb with our friend KB. And she talks about cultivating a a culture of confession with other people. Mm. Well, I think we have to cultivate a culture of confession with ourselves and be 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 able to create an atmosphere where we trust ourselves. We know that God's grace is sufficient and we can be honest about how we feel. Mm -hmm. So again, when we're real with ourselves, we can be self-aware. And then we also can be honest about what we're feeling to other people. And I think a lot of times we don't even realize that our body is telling us how we feel before we know it. I mean, that's that's science. Your body will tell you when you're angry, you nervous, you sleepy before your brain is even able to register. Your body tells you. Mm -hmm. So if you start to get nervous and you have butterflies every time you're around somebody, it may be a good point to pause and self-evaluate and pay attention to how you're feeling. (laughs) So for some of y'all who's still learning with, you know, and we're all learning about self evaluation and this could look like just an observation, non judgmental, like, oh, I'm noticing this, I'm noticing that. Mm-hmm. And then being curious, like, okay, so how come I always feel nervous when I'm around them? How come I always have butterflies and I'm sweating? Like starting to just have that genuine curiosity. <laughs> and then use discernment and pray and ask God, like, okay, how do I respond in a way that honors how I feel? Yeah. But more importantly, honors God mm-hmm. and honors others. And I think we just, when we do this wrong, y'all, mm. when we aren't self aware. That means we can't self evaluate. Yeah. And then we stunt our ability to actually be honest with other people and communicate clearly about how we feel in our experiences. So at the end of the day, y'all, we can't be real with other people if we first
0: haven't learned how to be real with ourselves. Come on, Morgan. Look, when we don't self-evaluate, then we don't even have the data that we need, which leads to the second thing that trips us up, which is that we have a failure to communicate in these situations. If we feel that our relationship is shifting with one of our friends, we have to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And not just in a roundabout way, you have to talk about it honestly and with clarity. Mm-hmm. Honesty speaks to the truthfulness of that conversation, and then clarity speaks to the directness. Wow. So we need honest communication because it helps us express our feelings and our motives with a pure and clean heart. Mm-hmm. And yes, it can be intimidating to put yourself out there in front of people, but people can feel when you're being genuine. And yeah. a lot of times that vulnerability invites them to be vulnerable back. Mm-hmm. And John 8.32 says that if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lives. Mm-hmm. And Shorthand, we all know this. The truth will set you free. (laughs) It really will. And we need clear communication in order to limit confusion. Mm -hmm. So clear communication is like a complete puzzle. Now, it gives us a full picture of the relationship. So we always know where we stand. Mm -hmm. There's no room for extra pieces to the puzzle. (laughs) And these extra pieces are our thoughts where we start to make things up in our head. Mm. So without clarity, the puzzle is missing pieces. So then we just start putting things in place that are not even there, a.k.a. assumptions about what's happening between us and what's going on with this relationship. And our pastor, Ben, always says clarity is kind, which means a lack of clarity is actually a disservice to your friendship. Oh, my God. Matthew 5.32 really puts it into perspective for me when it says a simple yes or no will suffice. Anything beyond this springs from a deceiver. So, really, you out here deceiving people if you can't just come and be really clear about how you feel. Wow. Yikes. And let me tell you, I've been in this situation before, and I found myself planning my life based not on facts, but on my feelings. Wow. I had it in my head what our time was going to look like, and I had specific expectations that I hadn't communicated with my friend. Mm. But those plans don't account for when they pop up with a significant other or when Ooh. you find out they're dating other people so you cannot be future planning based off of your feelings you gotta look at the facts wow <clears throat> i feel like i need to just kind of take a moment just process what you said and let that just uh man let that marinate for a moment yeah let it marinate now put it on the grill <laughs> well done okay burnt almost (laughs) well
1: done okay so another thing that trips us up when it comes to having a friendship with the opposite sex is that we fail to set boundaries so real quick if y'all didn't listen to that last episode of boundaries which i think is probably both of our favorites Mm -hmm. so far just pause right here go back listen to it and come back to this episode Mm -hmm. okay so now that we all have a mutual understanding of boundaries i think we just aren't proactive in setting boundaries like kind of what you said we make a lot of assumptions we tell ourselves a lot of stories that aren't true And we assume the other person's level of comfort, boundaries, intentions, and then we kind of wait until something pops off. Mm. And then we try to set a boundary. So maybe they text you at a time that made you uncomfortable or they said something or anything. And then we try to go back and fix it. And a lot of times it's kind of too late. So without setting those boundaries, the relationship can unknowingly drift into dating or quotations talking territory, which looks like solo hangouts late night phone calls, solo dinner dates. And I'm not saying that those things are problematic in and of themselves. But again, we have to be able to self evaluate so we can be mindful of our own motives. And Mm. again, use discernment so that you set yourself up for success and also set them up for success in the friendship. And I think for me, what it looks like in my friendships um, with people of the opposite sex is that I just operate in a different way. Like I try to operate above reproach and Mm. I do more than is necessary, not because I don't trust them, but Mm. I want to be clear about my intent of really being their friends. And I don't want other people to get confused about our friendship, particularly yeah. because I lead at church. So I don't want anybody that I lead to be unclear about my intentions and the way that I'm behaving mm-hmm. because I'm been, being called to, to model and lead them. Um, and also like, I'd hate for there to be another young lady who's interested, but she's confused about our friendship or vice versa. Like if there's mm-hmm. a young man interested In me, I don't want him to be confused because there's been a lack of clarity. Mm. And also, like, I want to steward the hearts of my friends well, whether they're girlfriends like you or even my guy friends. Like, I want to steward their feelings and their heart well, and I don't want to mislead them. And it kind of goes back to what Pastor Ben said. Like, the clarity is really kindness. Mm. So for me, y'all, I try not to text my guy friends late at night. I don't be on the phone late at night with any guy friends, any of my married male friends. I text them in a thread with their wives. Like I hang out in groups. Again, like I'm going above reproach because I want to set that boundary so that everybody is clear. And I think that when we fail to set boundaries, Mm. we can drift into those questionable behaviors that ultimately lead to hurt and disappointment for ourselves and for other people.
0: Oh, Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. You okay? You need a hug over there? Girl, let me just say, just have lived it all. My (laughs) God, just have lived it all. And and honestly, when we fail to do all three of these things, self-evaluate, communicate, and set boundaries then it often leads to broken hearts and broken relationships. Mm. And I know a broken heart may sound really childish and dramatic, but Mm -hmm. we've already unpacked in the second episode of this season that friendships are often the culprit of some of our deepest hurts. Now consider that you're going to pair the significance of friendship with the weight of romantic emotions, Mm. and a poor combination between the two of those can not only be disappointing and upsetting, But it can ruin the entire relationship. Yeah. And I think in addition to the health of our relationships, failure to do those three things also influences our impact. Right. When we're so entangled, (laughs) for lack of (laughs) a better word, word, (laughs) in these like blurry friendships with the opposite sex, then we're too tied up to be doing God's work. Uh -uh. Let me tell you, I have spent many a quote unquote friendship Mm -hmm. teetering these blurred lines and the emotional capacity that is required to continue to engage in these relationships literally leaves me too exhausted to do anything God. Is calling me to do for the kingdom. Mm. And I'll also add
1: that not only does it leave you too exhausted to do what you've been called to do for the kingdom, but it makes you too emotionally exhausted to actually engage in a more fitting relationship. Because what if there's somebody God has actually called you to, but you're so distracted by being in a friendship that really is more than a friendship that you're not actually available? Ciao. Yeah, I don't want that for y'all. I don't want that for y'all. Okay, Mm. so we've talked about how we can get tripped up, but let's talk about the benefits. I have found there are so many benefits Mm -hmm. to having guy friends or friends of the opposite sex, and there's a healthy way to do it. So for one, I feel like when you have friends of the opposite sex, it really brings diversity to your friendships, Mm. and this diversity actually brings diverse perspectives. Like, I can ask my guy friends uh, for male perspective, and they give me better understanding. They also give me the scoop on what Christian guys may be looking for. For what they're experiencing and even so like my guy friends help me with the vetting process and vice versa. So I have a friend who's interested in the young lady in our community and we've been talking about it. So like, what's been your experience with her? And it kind of helps you get a well-rounded perspective of someone you might be interested in because you can get the perspective of somebody who may have interacted with them in a different way.
0: Mm, That's a really good point. And I think also when we have healthy relationships with the opposite sex, it honestly protects our heart because look, without wisdom, our hearts will steer us wrong every time. Mm -hmm. I can think of two specific scriptures that talk about that jeremiah 17 9 says the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked desperately desperately <laughs> proverbs four twenty three says above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it and when we are navigating these relationships these friendships with the opposite sex well then we're guarding our heart so the things that flow from it are pure mm-hmm. and loving and kind and honest and then having a protected heart saves you from any emotional turmoil or friendship drama that could come with getting
1: it wrong Mm. guarding your heart it sounds like it's gonna be a theme this whole season. That has been a huge thing that keeps coming really up. Have to, yeah. Um, I think another huge benefit of having friends of the opposite sex is that it pushes you to grow. Mm-hmm. Like my guy friends, they help me to grow because they push me out of my uh, typical way of thinking. When they share their thoughts or feelings or experiences, it really challenges me to to look at things and think about things from different angles. Yeah. And I think also they are ultimately helping me set higher standards for romantic relationships because mm-hmm. my guy friends treat me with so much respect and honor that I'm like, oh, now the, the baseline is higher now because my guy friends treat me well. Yeah, um, And I think also they just push me to invest more in my community because they consistently show up for me.
0: Well, that's really nice. I love that. And I think, you know, obviously these friendships will look different in different types of relationships. Yeah. When you're married, it's probably gonna look different than when you're single. Mm-hmm. But I will say for the single people, hey. um, I think doing these relationships well actually really kind of helps to prepare us for marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, platonic friendships, they have some of the same foundational principles that that will help people thrive in marriage. Mm-hmm. And so I think because men and women are so different in the way we process, are motivated, engage in relationships, having the opportunity to practice some of these skills beforehand is a huge benefit. Mm. And you know, we can really get into things like navigating conflict, working through misunderstandings, and even setting boundaries. Like you'll have that practice to be able to use later on. And I think in some unique circumstances, when you have a healthy friendship with one of your friends of the opposite sex, it It could help you evaluate that relationship if a romantic interest does develop in the future Mm -hmm. because based off of their habits of showing up as a friend, you'll know whether or not they're a suitable mate as a partner. Yes, yes,
1: yes. (laughs) That's all I can say to that. And y'all know us. We love to provide some practical tips, some applications. So if you want quality friends of the opposite sex, be mindful of where you're looking for these friends. Mm. For example, a dating site just... It may not be the best place to Maybe go not. to find friends the opposite sex or like a bar or a club. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that setting, but those settings aren't really conducive to finding friendships, I don't think, of right. opposite sex. Usually, you
0: know, y'all know what it is. Folks be trying know. to holler at the club y'all and at grown. bars. They trying to holler. You know what <laughs> it is. We ain't. I love that you said that because it's true. Come on, like, we, know we're not it. new to it. we true to it.
1: <laughs> okay. Another thing is like, look in quality places Uh, in places that you already frequent. And I think a perfect place to start is like starting your own community, like starting your own friend circle, starting your own church, your neighborhood, and start to develop friendships there. And I think... Another practical tip is like learn to respect and honor people of the opposite sex, not because you're trying to get something out of them or or, or you have an ulterior motive, but simply because they're God's children. That's and I good. think honestly, like your reputation with um, friends of the opposite sex says a lot about you, whether we realize it or not. Our reputation matters. Like yeah. if you're known as someone who treats people of opposite sex poorly. It's probably going to be difficult for you to to be able to find friends of the opposite sex but honestly it also may be difficult for you to start engaging in romantic relationships because you have no practice with actually building a friendship with someone mm. of the opposite sex. So That's I good. I think a good place to start there if you feel like maybe your reputation is not that great is like start self-evaluating and praying I think the last tip, which I love, is make your request known to God. I literally told God a year and a half ago, like, I want more guy friends who are godly. And he brought that to me. And yeah. I love that
0: he answered that prayer for me. Yeah, that's awesome. I think those are all such great tips. And then if you are looking for um, a resource like a devotion, if you use the YouVersion Bible app, I would really recommend the Devotions uh, Squad Goals by Ryan Leake or Friend-ish by Kelly Needham, (laughs) um, which offer really great insight about godly objectives and friendships. And if you're having trouble knowing about what pure intentions should look like as friends, then these are really great places to start too. Uh And another way y'all can engage with us on this topic is to pop over to our Tuesday talks, which are on IG Live every week at 6.30. And we're gonna talk next week about this subject a little bit more with our friend and our brother in Christ, John Wood. And he's gonna be answering some questions like, how do our friendships with people of the opposite sex shift when either party is in a romantic relationship Mm. how do we cultivate more vulnerability in our friendships with people of the opposite sex Mm -hmm. and my favorite question i want to know is like what value do female friendships bring to his life Mm. um kind of learning that from a different perspective so y'all be sure to mark your calendar and make sure you come in for that convo Mm. and as always we want to know what y'all thought about this episode so yes. screenshot it, post it, tag us at Rooted Life Podcast and this week we just want to shout out an Apple review um, from Ileana Catalina who said she's Ooh. incorporated our content into her Bible study group. Hey girl That's
1: thanks sweet. for that. That's so sweet well speaking of podcast reviews we have the winner uh, of our free piece from our new collection so the winner is drum roll please salute Mel Bree, aka Bree, she left us a review so girl we're gonna send you some content go ahead and dm us and we're gonna make sure that we send you the new merch you'll be the first one to get it so y'all don't forget the new summer line drops next friday so be hey. sure to
0: check it out cannot wait y'all we got some fire pieces coming at y'all so we love y'all we can't wait to see you on tuesday and uh, we'll see y'all next time stay rooted out here